Hello and welcome to Talk About Take Me Out, where the show where we all right. <laughs> it's like watching you do stand-up. <laughs> yeah. He always walks off and then comes back on again. Hold yeah, on. Just, uh, I've got it, I've got it. Um I look like the villain uh I, <laughs> Fuck, come on, what is it? Um Hey everyone, hey everyone, big boy here. <laughs> okay you ready hello and welcome to talk about take me out the show where we talk about take me out i am nathan darcy roberts and i'm here with mickey overman yeah and patrick spicer what's up hi guys um once again we are still all in quarantine we are living our best lockdown lives uh Mm -hmm. just having a great time and finding uh Finding a real retreat from the world through the show Take Me Out. So it's going to get started. We're going to crack straight into it. Guys, first impressions. Uh, season 7, episode 8. Uh, is. Uh, it, did we think this was boring? I thought it was a bit boring. Yeah, I thought it was boring. Um, That's my headline observation. I feel like it picked up throughout the episode. So just for the audience but... there, just a quick recap. Um, so welcome to this episode where we will be recapping an episode which has thus far been described as boring. Yeah, it was boring, but I think because it was so boring, you can expect us three as the hosts to really elevate our game and be vibing strongly with each other. Yeah, I've got some good takes. Yeah, it's like when you're on a bad date and then you like have to sort of uh, really muster up a lot of energy to compensate for both of you. <laughs> and you're like, I'm yeah. smashing this date. <laughs> oh, 100%. Every time I'm on a, a, on a date with someone boring, I'm like, don't worry, leave it to me. I roll my sleeves yeah, up, yeah. I stand up, and I just, I'm so on. I usually do a set. You stand up. Yeah, I stand. I'd stand up and do stand up. Oh. <laughs> I tell her. It's, I, it's, I, it's a good thing you're hitched, because, or in a, not hitched, but in a relationship. Because oh my um, God, Nathan, you got hitched. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I got married uh, in the interim. She doesn't nice. know yet. Yeah, the only thing Nathan's hitched to is a giant sign that says "Jackass." Nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he drags that thing around with him everywhere he goes. And he shouldn't, because we're in lockdown. He's not allowed to go outside. <laughs> yeah, that, come on, mate. That is such a Norm McDonald's joke. <laughs> Thank you. This is a real compliment. And that's the um, kind of like buzzing back and forth you can expect through this whole episode. We won't have any good observations on the show, but we will resolve personal grievances. Mm. Um, right. But first off, um, we're going to go straight into it. We opened with, who is it, Rial? No. We opened... <laughs> Rich from Walsall. No, no, we opened with, um, I, I want to talk about the prelude. So let's talk oh. about the prelude quickly, where I think it was Nugo Anushka. She's uh, straight out of the lift. And yeah. she said, she has I a like coffee, my coffee st- like I like my men, tall, dark, and strong. Well, mm. my ears started burning. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, like you thought she was talking about you. Yeah, I mean, I like my coffee uh, like I like my men. Hot and yeah. down the back of my throat. Mm. Mickey, mm. how do you like your coffee how you like your men? Okay, uh, I like my coffee like I like my men. Um, weak and mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, are your ears burning? 
<laughs> Those things track cleanly for me, but does not work for coffee. What are you talking about? <laughs> you you don't drink that mentally ill coffee? Yeah, it is so delicious. It's mentally ill. Yeah. That's what Mickey calls Colombian blend. It's very offensive. <laughs> yeah, you have to stop tweeting that. Puerto Rican. Um, I like my coffee like I like my women. Um, fucking Dutch and boring. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about you, Mickey. My ears were not burning, so I don't know. I don't know why. Uh... Why you saying your ears, but your your entire head is numb. That's like a medical condition, <laughs> right? Yeah, you got a numb head, Mickey. How do you like that? Um, Numbs, numb head. That's what they'd call you yeah. back in the day. B O T D. My ears yeah, are but, burning now, guys. Yeah, but Nathan, you you got a you got a numb ass piece because <laughs> because you use those condoms which have got which have got numbing gel inside them because you. Too fast. <laughs> <laughs> that is listeners that is true i once used numbing gel over my piece and it has never regained sensitivity <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just like a cucumber it feels nothing and it's ice cold I like yeah. my penis like I like my cucumber. <laughs> you have to go on. Long and green. <laughs> you can't leave such dramatic pauses. Why not? <laughs> Long and green. Well, I definitely cover one of those bases. <laughs> yeah, it's green. Yeah, I got a green tip. And it shouldn't be. Your penis is based on yeah. Ricky uh, on Jim Carrey and the mask. It's green. Yeah. I need it's, to cut that thing off. It's green and it's funny. <laughs> it's green and it will crack you up. And Cameron Diaz does not want to see it. Me and Patrick often don't get to the sex because I'm laughing at his penis so much. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's, an art. it's a piece of art. Yeah. Uh, um, classic. So, no. so we've also, um, <laughs> we've barely started the episode. Is this um, still the prelude. Yeah, still yeah. the prelude. There's one thing I do want to point out. At one point, uh, Paddy goes up to Vanessa, which is uh, yes! she's, a, she's a, she says that she has a skill, which is skipping. Yeah. Uh, so Paddy forces her to do it. She skips. She looks very serious while doing it. It's quite intense, actually. She <laughs> she brings no levity to the activity, and. <laughs> Paddy realizes like this is not gonna wrap up anytime soon. This is getting bupkiss. So he just puts his foot out and tries to trip her up like a Looney Tune. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but this is pretty typical of Paddy. I'm sure there's an episode where someone was showing that they could sing and, <laughs> and then he karate chopped them in the throat. Do you remember? This <laughs> <laughs> is quite typical. I couldn't even get through that without laughing. But also, what was it, when Paddy took the skipping rope from the... Do you see who handed it to Paddy the skipping rope? No. It was an old lady. The oldest lady. <laughs> she looked like fucking Rose in the present tense uh, scenes in Titanic. She was so... I mean, like this is a woman who's like lived through the Blitz. Where does she think she is? Yeah. Okay, well, should we get so on we got... to the first... <laughs> <laughs> so first contestant, we've got Rich from Warsaw, who is 
a build-up. Uh, he he's very built. It. Yeah, they really love him. I mean, he mm. does. They like rich. They, he comes out. He's got a stretched white suit. Uh, well, not white suit, but like white shirt, stretched over muscles with an alt-right haircut. Uh, which he tells us he gets cut three times a week, which is uh, mm. an act of insanity. It's not an alt right haircut. He's just blonde. It's no, a, it, it has an alt right like, haircut. Um, yeah, that like the the way that the Nazi, the Hitler Youth did it, where they have yeah. like super tight sides and then Hitler Jugend. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair point. The good boys. So it's <laughs> the good boys. The good boys. Ich bin ein good boy. Ich liebe Führer. So we <laughs> we have all right rich who comes out. He's I'm on a weird one, Rich. He is very sweet. He seems very nervous, but he does have the conduct of someone who's just recovered from brain surgery. <laughs> oh, he doesn't. <laughs> Shut up. He does. He's got like a real like... Flowers of Algonon vibe. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks, he looks to me like he was either preparing or he's either preparing for a fight or has just had one because he was constantly like leaning his head back in like this protective stance that he's going to get like punched in the jaw. Okay, both of yeah. you have gone for brain damage. Okay. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so far, you've damage. described him as Hitler Jugend and brain damaged. I and just think. the other guy. Well, Tom Hardy was... will play him in a film about sports-induced concussions. <laughs> can I, can I, can I give my more balanced view on him? No, you can yeah. give your view. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say is unbalanced. I'm sorry. It's more balanced than mental Nazi. Okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think this guy uh, is really lovely, and he brought flowers down the lift. And he said he was ready to meet people's parents. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's yeah, that's another take. One of the contestants, I can't remember, who, but one he says he's got a nickname, and so someone says <laughs> I don't have a nickname, but people do call me Barbie. And I was like, I think that's insulting. <laughs> I think people are being cruel to you and bullying you, and no. you're not picking up on it. No, she was a blonde lady uh, who kind of dressed like a Barbie. And I think to her, that would be a compliment. Yeah, and she didn't have any genitals or nipples. <laughs> and she didn't have any genitals. <laughs> but listen, can we just say that he said that, uh, he said, oh, I got the nickname Dickhead. <laughs> no, he What's didn't. yours? That was his question. He, he, said his, he said his nickname was Dicky. Yeah, he did say Dickhead. <laughs> dickhead, definitely. Dicky. Oh, really? I've got a nickname, Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought it was so funny. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> dickhead isn't a nickname. Yeah, that's why I thought I was so confident. I was like, I think people maybe just don't like you. Yeah, my yeah, nickname's Dickhead. It's... How'd you get that nickname? <laughs> oh, some guy at the post office gave it to me. And he kept it for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> My nickname is Dickhead. <laughs> if he had said that, no one like stopped or asked him why or anything. He just said it. Everyone <laughs> just left to believe. British people are mental. Yeah, we accept this as fact. My nickname is Cockhaw. <laughs> what are your nicknames? That's just a pretty good nickname. I'm going to try to start that off. Um. All right, Nathan. So, um. 
this starts okay so his uh final two choices starts an interesting trend for the rest of the episode a trend i call kirsty getting owned so <laughs> <laughs> he chooses um kirsty and who's the one he picks who's the barbie natasha, natasha. he chooses kirsty and natasha uh he eventually i thought it was gonna be kirsty as well i think like she looks genuinely hurt when he um doesn't pick her she's always she's a real mainstay in the final two and really takes it badly when she doesn't get picked so he chooses the barbie he uh fucks over kirsty he basically tells her go fuck yourself with his eyes and um kirsty does just that the the, the thing was that natasha was his love at first light yeah yeah, yeah. it was a happy ending in the end you're telling me so, what I'm inferring by that, listeners, is that um, he got handy in the lift on the way home. I thought you were that you did. On the way home? He lives yeah. upstairs. Yeah, I think he lives at the top floor of the ITV2 studio. They mm. all do. Like Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how we've got our first date. We have it with Holly Jane and Seep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is incredible. So, they go... On a date, they do, um, they have to, it's like an art class, just the two of them, and they have to paint fruit. A very simple task. Uh, Holly Jane's approach to painting the fruit is to give it fangs and <laughs> coat the canvas in red paint, symbolic of blood. Uh, Holly Jane is a, is a, is a very, it's a very strange date, but I do like that she is not compromising who she is at all. She's just, coating a painting in blood and then when she's and then later when she has to paint him in a very much a titanic style actually just to bring that back uh he, yeah he uh, does have his tits now yeah he like lies on the uh lies on the bed uh very much like kate and uh, <laughs> and she paints him as a unicorn yeah she just had to know what it was like to see him as a unicorn we've all been there which makes sense i feel Whenever I'm on a date, I would always sort of like make an etching on a napkin or something of what yeah. I imagine my date would look like as a mythical beast. <laughs> this is what you'd look like as a centaur. <laughs> okay. I'm leaving the country. <laughs> Next up, we've got Andy from Glastonbury who comes down the lift in a t-shirt and jeans combo um he looks like he's just come from his media studies class at sixth form he has not dressed for the part and uh <laughs> that is reflected in the fact that half the girls vote out it's yeah. a little bit too brutal i thought i thought he was fun and cheeky and i really liked him i think this just falls into a category of seems like a lovely person um but doesn't fall into the archetype of what what makes people successful yeah um, i guess his yeah. bt was hello i'm from glastonbury i'm a blacksmith i love skating and yoga okay here's yeah. the problem with the yoga the yoga thing is great but he's like acro, I, acro yoga yeah and he's like i should do it with a girl but instead i do it with my mate then it shows the footage of him with his mate and the mate is clearly in like the alpha position yeah so it's like i he do it was, with my um, mate who's much cooler than me and then later for his challenge brings his mate on to basically cuck him in front of everyone. Yeah. Now, come come to think of it, though, didn't he? I think he did lift his mate. I don't think he got lifted. And he lifted the no. girl. That was fantastic. <laughs> he lifted the girl before it was even his talent bit. She just, like, 
insulted the yoga or something so he went i'll do it right now but he didn't take off his massive like builder's boots yeah like he's like <laughs> pressing his timberlands like straight into a like designer dress Hey, she had already rejected him and then uh and then like you know kicked a dog when he's down being like yeah but you know yoga sucks and he was like well come over here then <laughs> good for him for not taking off his shoes yes yeah, so this is lauren who says like i don't um i don't think you're strong enough to lift me uh so he does lift her uh, presses yeah. his big muddy boots into her dress and then <laughs> later we find out that she was his first light which is so yeah. tragic yeah, that was a bit tragic. The one that you like he, the most has said in detail why they do not want you. Yeah. He should have, when he had her up in that position, he should have, he should have like catapulted her behind him like a trebuchet. She just went <laughs> flying into the audience. And then we never see her again. And then he looks back and says, who else wants some? I think you guys are just really intimidated by Andy. No, I'll fuck him up. Yeah, I will. I will roundhouse kick this guy in the head. Well, don't. In my don't. big Timberland boots. If he, if he even thought of putting a Timberland boot near me, it'd be the last thing he did. I'd take the boot of his nasty foot and I'd throw it into the canal. Okay. You're walking home listening. barefoot, bitch. A really lovely guy that we're talking you about. Have all of your showdowns by the canal. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think he is a nice guy. Yeah, he is. And he seemed like he was genuinely funny and authentic. Yeah, I, I really funny. liked him. Andy, but he was part of national television. I thought you were lovely, and I'll date you. Mickey, you can't you can't offer that. Why? Because we're dating. You and me are dating. No, you're constantly cussing me out. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Patrick just got dumped <laughs> on a live podcast. <laughs> Do you think it's a live podcast? We're in quarantine together, so this is going to be tense for us. And now Andy's moving in all the way from Glastonbury. Yeah, Andy, come on in. Yeah, he's going to be doing fucking kickflips around the flat. And he's definitely immunocompromised, walking around barefoot everywhere. His mate (laughs) coughing into his big gob. All right, well, that's probably enough on them. Uh, So, yeah, so um, Andy got a date with Naomi. We'll find out what happened to them next week. Next up, we've got Ben and Danny, um, who you may remember was Ben was my villain from last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was very interesting <laughs> to see how he fared here. Um, just to catch everyone up, Ben didn't take me up on my offer to do battle. Uh, mm. A coward he may be, but let's see if he also is a gentle lover. Guys, uh, what are your first impressions of the day? Okay, I'm sorry. No. Oh, just a flat no. No? He's, well, did anyone else pick up on what he did? That was bad? He's hiding on the butt. Yes, thank you, Nathan. Okay, that was uh, a real test of um, are we good men or not? And Patrick, you failed. I passed with flying colors. Yeah, I took a shot in the dark. And she she sort of like played it off in that sort of way that women are supposed to, which is like, oh yeah, Mm. I like it when they're a little bit cheeky, but I could tell that she didn't like it. And when well, did he slap her butt? I didn't even pick up on it. Yeah, when they walked away towards, you know, they had like the initial like, hey, hey, how are you? Oh, I haven't seen you in a while, blah, blah, blah. And then as they walked away, he like smacked her on the bum. And it was a real like um, curved hand smack. Like, mm. I'm going to feel every, I'm going to feel the it was a cup. circumference. Mm. Yeah, it was a cup oh, of the butt. Boy. Mm. Yeah. But they were both quite sure of themselves. Like they were compatible. 
Yeah, other than the sexual assault, I guess it was a pretty fine date. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the right way to play that? So if you're on a date and you want to cup someone's butt, like how do you do that in a more chivalrous way? No, wrong question. Yeah, I don't accept the premise of your question, mate. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to Is... do that, you suppress that instinct. Oh, okay, so it's becoming quite clear that I do not really, I know that something was done wrong, but I don't understand why it is wrong. Yeah. You thought that the slap needed to be done in a different way, maybe more subtle. I, I thought it was the timing. I thought like you have to lean up to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I think like if I was on that date, how I'd have played that. Like this is what this is a guide to all sort of like the young men out there. I consider myself kind of a, a guide. If you do want to cut someone <laughs> like a hitch. Like you're huh? Yeah, you're like, like a, a hitch. hitch. Nathan. Alfred, like Alfred Hitchcock. I yeah. consider myself like a real <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock to all the young men out there. So I would um, be on the date. So like you wait till like the end, of, like sort of you're halfway through the meal. Then like you, you, you pour yourself a nice big drink. It's like if you're having like champagne, fit it right to the top. So it's sure. right like up top. Break eye contact. Uh, hit your knife against the glass and say, by the way, just want to say, toast to your shit, I love. I'd like to get a handful of that. Then you lift up your glass for a toast and then she knows what your intentions are. Uh, yeah that is the 2020 way of doing it you announce it before you do it yeah, there's not a surprise yeah the problem with is not consent the problem is surprise well you've expressed it, you've your made clear your extensions yeah uh, okay it also doesn't actually do it it's, it's a very awful way of asking for permission to grab someone's ass no, not I'm, even asking for permission no just announcing it, it. And then yeah. you slowly oh, no, return. Saying, I would like to. You said I would like to grab. I would like to. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that I'm is not to. a question. Pending approval. Mm. I think my way of cupping a butt on a date is um, I hand them, <laughs> I hand them like a handwritten note that says, "Do you like me?" And then it's got a tick box for yes or no. And if they tick yes, and they see there's like a PTO for please turn over, and then it just <laughs> says stand up and walk backwards. <laughs> I'm standing. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of meters away with both my hands <laughs> meters yeah he has the uh, i can actually test I, can... It. I can i can <laughs> this is actually true and he has a uh, backing up sound on his phone that he puts yeah on. yeah and so i can see the goods as they back up um, but, uh, do, you, do you wave them back mickey were you waved back <laughs> oh I was guided. Warm. <laughs> Warm. <laughs> and then and as then soon as your butt docks in the hand, you're like, very warm. It took like half the day to get it done right. Because every time <laughs> yeah. if you were if you were not succeeding, he would make you start again. Yeah, I didn't feel like the connection was quite right. And you do want to get these sorts of things right in this day and age. I would love to see the footage of you walking backwards around a Pizza Express, bumping into everyone's table while Patrick loudly plays a reverse sound on his phone app. Yeah. And I also get like, you know how whenever you're reversing into a, like a difficult parking space, it's always good to just get like an older bloke to like kind of beckon you in. <laughs> <laughs> so I had like a couple of those guys just kind of like beckoning. and Oh, a couple of old men. Yeah, like a couple of um, like cab drivers. Um, just but we're also pay. at the Pizza Express. Yeah, I had to pay for their meals as well. Uh, <laughs> we got what a couple of good vouchers. Yeah, they were kind of just pleased to be there. They were very <laughs> hands on. 
Yeah. One of them was kind of like smoking a cigarette and frowning as if he, he didn't think it was going well. But then when I asked him afterwards, he said he was having a nice time. Yeah. <laughs> Plus he kept on calling me toots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a New York cab driver. I had to fly him out. An old school 1940s New York cab driver. Did did he also have um, a half-smoked, badly-chewed cigar in his mouth? Uh, yes, he was chewing tobacco, he, uh, tobacco for the occasion. He was chewing tobacco, and, and he did. He set that down as well. He set yeah. it down on the table. He, he was, yeah, spat it was... out in his hand and then smeared it all over his calzone. <laughs> he was lovely, actually, and uh, he's now my dad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, you really? Afterwards. It was really nice. Because <laughs> I've met your dad, Mick. Does Rob know about this? No, I've replaced him. He'll he he he'll never know because uh, they live in the Netherlands and uh, yeah, you know. I would love to go over there. I would love to see this reveal. Like uh, Rob, you're like the nicest man. Uh, you've been a wonderful father, but I have replaced you. And he's like, Mickey, with who? And you pull back beads. On your kitchen door, and this guy walks out. I was like, "Hey, Toots, I'm your new dad." Yeah, 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 yeah. He always reminds her every time he walks into any situation. In case you forgot, <laughs> in case you forgot, I'm your dad. I like to boast. <laughs> I like to smoke cigarettes, have smoked cigars, and chew tobacco. I'm very yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Where do you want to go? The Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be twenty then- bucks. And then I say to my to my dad, I say, Papa, meet dad. <laughs> yeah. And then I lean into Rob's ear and I say, all of this was just so that I could grab an ass. <laughs> and I helped. I helped him grab my daughter's ass. Dad, <laughs> leave Papa alone, please. <laughs> me and five other guys just like me, but I was slightly different because that day I got a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind so of that's what you would do and take me out. Yeah. That's sort of what I would do. <laughs> if there's any young bucks listening to this podcast, I really encourage you to try something like that. Yeah, please listen to these two Hitchcocks on how to conduct yourself as a good man. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, what state are we even on? Uh Ben and Danny. So that yeah. Was Danny and Ben. To conclude, oh, yeah. they like they liked it. each other. They're both basic, both ditches. Nah, um, yeah, they they probably will get married. Um, so next up, we've got Ashley from Watford comes out hot, hot. Mm. He, I mean, Patrick, you should like this. He was dancing a lot. He danced. He, he did a lot of break dancing. He did a lot of foot stuff, sliding around. His feet were pointing in all different directions. This was a guy who had a nice set of feet and he knew what to do with them. Patrick is just describing dancing. His feet were pointing in all different directions. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they were on the floor at the same time. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. you can like have a contestant. Like you really, I think it's probably more common with me, but like I really don't like them at first and then I really come to warm, with, warm to them. Uh, yeah, the you, you have happened here. You have really hot takes on people right away. Yeah, this is the opposite happened here. I think I, I kind of liked him out the gate, but he he's always at an eleven. This is his I neutral. I thought he was just like nervous. Like really I thought positive. he was nervous, and his way of uh, uh, like his nerves showed in a very frantic energy. 
uh, which first he put to use when he was like doing the dancing and that was great. But then once the dancing was gone, he had all of that like adrenaline yeah. going and he didn't have anywhere to put it. So he was sort of just like, bleh, bleh. I mean, I think he's a good yeah. man. I think, yeah. I mean, he did say at one point, like, I mean, he's hanging out with his um, ex's stepkid, which was very sweet. Not stepkid, his, ex, his ex's kid. I thought it was very creepy because he kind of said that he loved it when um, women that he got with had children. It almost seemed like it was a prerequisite of anyone he wanted to have sex with that they had to have children <laughs> he could spend time with. But if he had been with his ex-girlfriend for a really long time and had like created this bond with this kid, I think it's a really nice thing that he didn't just disappear from her life. Yeah, no, that was nice. It's a breakup. I can't break up oh. with someone and still go around that house to play their Xbox. Nah, get your own it's Xbox. It's not an Xbox. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> no, you're right. Oh. I think, um, like, for example, my main problem with my current um, uh, girlfriend, who I won't talk to, um, <laughs> is that she doesn't have any children. So most of the time when it's just that us, you know of. when it's, yeah, Ooh. not in the immediate vicinity. It's just kind of us talking, and I'm not particularly interested in the things that the this this person has to say. And I'm it would be a lot of fun if there was kind of like a wild and crazy seven year old just kind of like running around and doing flips. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Doing like ollies and farting, that'd be kind of fun to have around. <laughs> My kid would just be doing ollies and farting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the same time, that's how he farts. I well, glad we got that wrapped up. So to conclude, Ashley went on a date with Lauren, who's also I really like the idea because he ch- he chose Lauren directly after um she was Andy's love at first light. Yeah. So I like the idea of them going back to the green room and Andy's like, well, you know, Lauren, she she's very picky, like she's impossible to get. No one will ever get someone <laughs> like her. Then she, you just hear her clumping down the stairs. She comes in and Andy's like, oh, what fresh heartbreak is this? And she was love at first light with uh, with him as well as with Andy. Yep. So this, this, is another, this is another LAFL. tick in the box of she was one of the edge lords this episode. Was she an edge lord? Yeah, hmm. this episode. Um, a lot of love at first light going around. It really does give you confidence in the format. Um, so let's move on to the next date, which is, oh boy, um, we have. Old man oh. Phil and old lady Christina on their dates. Uh, they probably have a combined age of 300. Um, <laughs> for the, They're not top trumps. Uh, like Phil's probably like in his 50s and she's probably in her maybe late 30s, early 40s. And for their date, they go on a sort of inflatable raft. And at one point, Christina is thrown into the phone into water, and her trunks come off. Yeah, yeah. But um, before that, <laughs> when they're on the boat and they've already said hello and stuff, and they're like traveling away from land, he just turns to her and goes, "So, what's your name?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so, is, so, what's your name? Not only because yeah, he's found out from anyone involved in the show, and sometimes they do forget their names, but he said it as if they'd never met before and like they just got on, on that boat. It's a real oh. moment of like, is is his dementia set in? Because it really seems <laughs> something you would remember. 100%. He is like Junior Soprano. He is losing his mind. <laughs> yeah, they got. The and thing is, like, because that's a really bad start to a date and it's with someone who has already like basically done him a favor by being there. 
She's not done him a favor. He's lovely. He's an old man. He's lovely. He tells her great stories about how he used to manage a discotheque. Oh, yeah. That was a, a sad choice oh, of words. Discotheque. He's an old, <laughs> old, old man. Yeah. You well, she's so cruel. She's like a three eyed raven. She'd asked him if he'd ever been to Ibiza, and his response to that was, I used to manage a discotheque. <laughs> it couldn't have been worse for what she'd set up. Yeah, no, he's. And also, there's footage of. Um, so they go on their sort of activity date, then it cuts back to them uh, going on a, on, a, on a dinner date. And Phil is at the restaurant first while Christina's calling her mum, which is very surprising. I was like, who is her mum? How old is she? And um, <laughs> and Phil was waiting for the date, and he looks so scared. I think he's scared about being stood up. He lo- he's waiting there like fucking Michael Corleone when he's about to do the hit in The Godfather. He's just full of anxiety. He cannot handle it. It's, it's quite it's quite tense. Mm. Really, I did not. Yeah, that's I'm- not my reading. <laughs> Oh, it was so tense. He was sitting there so vulnerable with a plate that contained global estimate 60 oysters on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't think that she was giving him a lot of chances. He forgot her name, first off. That's most of your chances. That's true. That's true. All right, well, it didn't work out. Christina and Phil had high hopes for you, but you we're ultimately doomed but i think it's a good opportunity phil to take stock of your life um stop going around to tv shows and just date someone more age appropriate i mean if i had to suggest someone i would say maybe christina's mum or that old lady in the front row come back and uh give it a shot of her how old do you think this man is 80 <laughs> they were uh, age appropriate yes he was younger than i you. think I think Phil is a peer of Captain Tom. <laughs> Stop dating the podcast. <laughs> um, poor Phil. Yeah, so Phil gets bodied. He gets absolutely bodied. Um, <laughs> he no, gets bodied by you. He gets bodied years later by some fucking prick. He's sitting in his mum's house in Luton and talking (laughs) into a mic. Yeah, I bodied him. I bodied him once. Yeah, what? What about it? Absolute keyboard warrior. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, stand by everything I've said. Um, (laughs) Okay. So. Next, next up, we have got a catch up. Okay, next up, we've got a catch up date with Harriet and Will. Uh, yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on this date? Much more successful. Yeah, they also went on a date. Uh, I say it was a. They uh, they went on a date on a camel, which we've seen before this season. Uh, had good results then. Had good results now. I think people just get horned up uh, when they're on a camel. That's something that. Harriet rated Will a nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, at the jump. That was high. Yeah, her standards are low. Yeah, I wouldn't give him a nine and a half. That sounds like you would. Yeah, I'll give him a nine and a half. Green. 
<laughs> I'll give you a good green nine and a half inches. Mm -hmm. What was that, Mickey? Never mind, you guys. Tragic scenario. There's a real Nirvana scenario. And never mind. Um, so that was Harriet and Will's date. Yeah, fuck no, you, no. you got to just move on from that as if we agreed <laughs> that with anything. Uh, don't sweep that under the rug. You are disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a real never mind moment. Real ne <laughs> no, no, don't do it again. <laughs> it's a real you Nirvana. Take a and then take another run at it. <laughs> it's a real Nirvana moment because uh, Mickey's next child is in utero. So next up, we have Ross from Huddersfield. Now, I didn't get much from Ross, but I know that you guys, he made a stronger impression. <laughs> oh, this is really bad, but I, I genuinely, so we, I mean, we watched this episode only a couple of hours ago, and I have no memory of Ross. <laughs> yeah, he was, Ross, he's the guy, he's, so he does basketball. Yeah, red oh, top. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was uh, But he was humble because they really made up a point of how short he was, and he did it in a very self-effacing way. Like, I know I'm short, you know, who cares? But when he went to slam dunk, he got Paddy to lift him, which no, no. was quite humbling. <laughs> he did, but before that, because this was my absolute favorite part of the episode by some distance, because he's talking about how he plays basketball and stuff. And then Lorna, um, <laughs> who turned her light off, she said that she was taller than them and that she, if they played basketball, she'd probably end up slam dunking him. <laughs> I just thought we don't see enough trash talk in this TV show. <laughs> it was such, it was such an uncalled for. Like she doesn't know anything about his skill at basketball. <laughs> no, anything. She's just like, I don't play basketball, but you know what? If we played, I'd probably end up slam dunking. <laughs> yeah, that is a funny bad. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. He laughed, not not joking, for about ten minutes. <laughs> it was not ten minutes. <laughs> People always do that when they say, and I laughed for, imagine laughing for 10 minutes. That would be baby, hysterical. Baby, you laughed for so long. It was ridiculous. No, it was a long time. It was like probably a minute. And I was crying. I had like floods of tears. He was not watching the episode. He was just giggling to himself. It was so completely unnecessary. And then, because his talent, like he was playing basketball, he was so lucky when he was shooting hoops that Lorna didn't fucking run out on the <laughs> Just do a 360 dunk, like <laughs> smashes the glass in the net. But also, the, I think the implication is that she slum dunk him as in he'd be the ball. Oh, she put him through the net. Yeah. Like in Space Jam. She said, I'd probably end up slam dunking you in the net. That's what she said. Jesus, so aggressive. I love it, Lorna. Yeah, that Fucking is cool. Great. Uh, um, but the, when he was doing his talent and he was doing the basketball, obviously the bit where Paddy lift him up was just a joke, but so many girls turned off their lights at that. Yeah, yeah I'll turn off. That was very humiliating. Never be lifted by another man you don't on a have date. A light. Have you bought a light to just to join? I in have a light at home. I put mm. I put um a red bulb in my IKEA standing lamp, and I press it whenever I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> Never has there been a more pathetic image. <laughs> you press it when you're furious. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like Georgette's line after he'd played the basketball because her flirty line was, uh, I've never seen a guy play with balls like that before in like a really flirty way. As if it would be like really erotic to watch a man play with his balls. <laughs> like, <laughs> or another um, man's balls. Well, yeah, or with balls, oh. testicles generally. I do, think there is kind of like a... That? Yeah, what's the female perspective on balls, Mickey? Nice. <laughs> the bigger the the bigger the better. <laughs> I like my I like my coffee. I like my coffee like I like my balls. Dark and grande. Very good. Yeah. There nice. is something very erotic about, you know, just uh, sacks of sperm hanging. <laughs> hanging free hanging in between the legs. <laughs> Well, as, as sexually appetizing as balls could conceivably be, I don't think the idea of someone like playing with them. Yeah, like you, you play with them, baby. Yeah, like jiggling dice. Like I think it's very erotic. Your That's what Wordsworth was talking about. Balls flying through the sky. All right, I'll take uh, a I'll take a video and send it to you. No, thank you. Yes. Can you move us on, please, Nathan? Okay. This is quite a nice power, because when you lead the episode, you get to choose when, how long we stick on what you want to talk about. I've actually yeah. come to really embrace being the host, the lead. Um, okay. And next so, week it's me, and it's going to be exhausting. <laughs> um, so in the final two, Ross selected Anusha and Kirsty in a perfect bookend to what I previously called... Uh, I can't remember, but it was something very mean in which Kirsty was the butt of the joke. And um, I thought she had a good chance here. I thought she had a good chance. I thought, I think she thought she had a good chance, but sadly that proved not to be the case. And Ross selected Anusha, who was shortlisted for Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, we lost Anusha so quickly. She only came this episode. She's already gone. No, I think she it was a nice. It was like a nice guest star episode. <laughs> she she came in, she crushed it, and now she's gone. But she'll always, yeah, she'll always remember. Yeah, she's a bit of a Chloe. Yeah. Yes. I think. And she was. Um, if she was nominated, I think ITV made a big mistake in not uh, putting her forward for consideration for an Emmy nomination for best guest performance. I think she yeah. definitely would have won. Like Carrie yeah. Preston in The Good Wife. The complete opposite of that. So, yeah. moving on, we have... Uh, that's the end. That's We've come to the end. Uh, Mickey closed us off very poorly with that. <laughs> You're so drunk on power of hosting. <laughs> I have been flexing my chest the entire time. It's puffed out. My chest is... <laughs> my chest is puffed out. And my spine is completely straight, like Rich from Warsaw. <laughs> Don't don't worry. I'm going to save it with my hero and villain. So now we're going to wrap things up with our hero and the villain of the week. So Mickey, do you want to save it with your hero? Yeah. Uh, my hero was Phil. Phil. Mm. Philip, who went on a date with Christina and was just so open and so sweet and uh, <laughs> completely didn't fit the program. But you know what? He always get he always kept his head up high. He really did. And I, I really respected that. And I hope he's still alive. 
<laughs> yeah, he he kept his head up high just so he had a place to barrel oysters in. <laughs> Remember don't, the annoyance? Don't be slagging my hero. That's a great hero. Yeah, fair. Okay. Thank you. Nathan, who's your hero? Okay. Um. Again, I I think this is. I'm very indecisive, so I have got two heroes. Um, one is Kirsty because I think she showed insanely uh, admirable resilience in the face of incessant rejection. I nice. I, I, I do. I think that, I think that's admirable, and I think she deserves a bit of support for that. And nice. secondly, I think Seeb because. He went on a date with the female Babadook and came out alive. He was face to face with madness slash evil and managed to maintain his soul. Uh, lovely stuff, except for the uh, depiction of Holly Jane, who was just being herself. But other than that, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick, um, who's your hero? Um, my hero is uh, Lorna for her top tier. <laughs> <laughs> For a top tier trash talk, oh, I think she brought a very um, aggressive energy to proceedings, and I think it's I think people getting taken down a peg and being reminded that at any moment they could get brutally dunked, both on <laughs> and as the ball. <laughs> that was just she's not fucking around, and I can't wait to see what she does next episode. Okay, and so villains, Mickey, lead us off with the villains. Okay, well, Nathan, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna be in your corner here and uh, pick Ben, your villain from last week. He was my villain this week for smacking this is, that ass. This is vindication. I feel you guys gave me such a hard time last week. It was such a battle to make you him my villain. Him that I didn't. I can see it. I I, I can see a bad man. Okay, so is <laughs> he so your the, villain as well then? Uh, no, no. So you've been called out, Ben. Um, let's see how you handle that. Okay, I've got you know, I've got a few competitors for Villain of the Week. On the shortlist was Kelly for eating um, pepperamis in bed at midnight, which is repulsive. Um, wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. They smell of ham. Um, also, Phil was a big content- competitor for Villain of the Week, but... He is old, and I feel it would I would come off badly in that scenario if we were to engage in hand to hand combat. And also, he's eaten so many oysters. Oysters, I think he would be erect the entire time. Uh, <laughs> so my my villain is second week in a row, uh, Ben. Yes. So it kind of has to be. I knew it. I knew. I knew there was something wrong from last week. I could feel it. Um, I feel very proud of myself for seeing this and yeah. I, I, I kind of want to make myself the hero of the week for my for my resistance to your guys uh, naysaying and I much like Aaron Brockovich um, I, I powered through and I, I ignored the haters and uh, well I've been vindicated this week so Ben you've got a second chance to face me in hand-to-hand combat uh, if you are willing to break quarantine if you're, if you're big and bad enough then come and meet me by the canal. Uh, there'll be a big red X, stand on the X, and I'm going to surprise you with a big bad judo chop. So, Wait, Nathan, uh, can I just have a little follow-up? It's not going to be surprising. You just told him. Yeah, first of all. Now oh, yeah. Can... So, ignore the X. Ben, if you see an X, ignore it and stand near it. <laughs> 
uh, Nathan, so can I just, uh, just a, a little clarification. Um, so uh, are you dumping Kirsty and Seep as your heroes and making yourself the hero? Is that right? Did I get that right? Yes, I think you read correctly. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to... I'm going to turn that around. Um, whilst I, the thing is, yeah, because I think whilst their actions were admirable in a very minute sense, I think mine were grander. Yeah. And I think there's a journey and my heroicism. Well, you guys aren't going to point it out. So I think I... Well, but that doesn't, oh, no. that doesn't make sense because you didn't do anything heroic. If you think that the action of you identifying him was a villain, you did that last week. Heroic. I broke. So should... I broke quarantine seven days in a row last week, standing like a dickhead by the canal in a big red X, waiting for Ben to show up. So I think I was quite heroic. So now Ben has a second chance to come and face me like a man. You want to put your hands in the, on a woman's behind like a man? Well, come and put your hand on my behind like a man, and then we'll see what happens. And if you want to, if you want to do that, if you want to see what happens when you put your put your grabbers on my shitter, well, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Nathan Darcy Roberts or on Twitter. At Mr. Darcy Roberts. Let's see what happens when you grab my shit pipe. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan, I think this makes you the villain. What? It's my, it's my, why? Ugh, I think everyone gets it. Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I only have one. I, I think the, the villain in this episode is crystal clear. And that is, of course, Andy's yoga partner. Um <laughs> <laughs> this guy is supposed to be Andy's boy. He's supposed to be um, his uh, supportive friend and partner and, and helping him with all endeavors. He couldn't have clowned him harder than agreeing to go on and do a two man, um, very sensual, body supporting um, yoga display. And I think it absolutely devastated Andy's chances. And he'd been absolutely crushing it up until that point. Um, so I think for failing in his responsibility um, to be a good pal and for some a clean demonstration of clowning, um, <laughs> I, I declare villainy from Andy's yoga partner supreme above all. And um, if he wants to um, step to me in any capacity, whether that be yoga or Pilates, um, bring it on. You can find me on the internet um, at Patrick Spices on Twitter or Instagram. You're, you're nothing. You're you're a worm, and I will smack you up. Did you give your Did you give your uh, Instagram? Yeah, yeah, he did. You have no uh, response to my declaration of villainy against Andy's yoga partner. You only want to check if Nathan got his Instagram <laughs> handle out. I'm just looking out for my boy Nathan. The fucking whole time I'm talking, you're just thinking, oh, I wonder if Nathan got his Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I was thinking the exact same thing. Gun to my head, couldn't tell you who you picked. So I'm that's really it for another episode. We had, a, we had a straight up misogynist in this episode, and your your villain is Andy's partner for clowning. Sorry. <laughs> no, for yeah. straight clowning. We witnessed a sexual assault, and you're like, mm, pass. <laughs> as I said, as I said during that segment, I did not witness the sexual assault, so it would be inappropriate of me to make any judgments. What I did no, we're see, all witnesses, put terrible, on the stand. Terrible camaraderie. Okay. No, I think that's fair. I think his uh, his friend was a was a punk. 
Um, so that's it for another episode. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you Thank again you. next week. Bye. 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 This podcast was brought to you by Mickey Overman, Nathan Darcy Roberts, and Patrick Spicer. Theme tuned by the very funny Ben Cavanagh. <laughs>